everyone. Welcome to episode 6 of our podcast, Roadside Rumors. I'm Kowal. And I'm Sanika. And today we're here with Bumika and Harmony. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Harmony. Well, like, um, what you guys do and... You go first. So um, currently at the moment, I am unemployed. <laughs> um, looking for jobs, but I am a prospectus uh, flight school student. So I am leaving Hong Kong by next year to train as a pilot. Ooh, wow, that's cool. interesting. Um, well, um, well, I'm from Congo, and I live. I'm a student. I'm a psychology student. I'm a, I do modeling, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And Bumika, where are you from? I am a fully Nepalese, but I was born and raised in Hong Kong. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, do you guys want to talk about how you guys got into modeling and how did you guys start? Uh, g- growing up, I've always wanted to, you know, try my hands into like modeling or acting and what sort of. Um, entertainment stuff you know but um, I started modeling when I was 15 I knew I knew that there were um, a couple of these international school charity shows that were coming up so um, I went to one of the auditions and I think it was Kay Lestis yeah that was the very first one I did and I auditioned I went with like 10 friends uh, from my school, and out of all the ten of us, I was the only one who got in, and I felt so bad for oh. my friends. But um, I mean, I didn't see it as anything that was too serious, because I mean, it was just a charity show that were ran by students. But then it was kind of like it was an opportunity for me to get my hands into my foot into something. So I did that, and then eventually, after I did the show, I got um, recognized by some of the photographers and scouts that that were there in the show. So after that, I just kind of built up with it and I did more shows, um, got into contact with other creatives um, and started doing paid jobs. And then eventually I did try to sign into agencies, but um, obviously, you know, being, I feel like in Hong Kong with the um, industry that we're in with the modeling stuff, um, it's very hard to make it if you are number one, very petite, number two, Asian, and um, Number three, if you do kind of belong to the ethnic minority, it's kind of hard for you to break through. So well, oh, well, how I started modeling, I think, again, like the same thing. I always wanted to do modeling since I was a very young girl. And if you see some of my food, I'm always posing. <laughs> <laughs> I never take a straight photos, but then I like standing properly now. So I think I started modeling... Um, Again, as I'll just talk about Sahara. Mm-hmm. So her sister was studying um, design in HKU space. And then again, I'm always talking about modeling, how I wanted to get in. But again, I didn't know where to go, where to start. Mm-hmm. So she told her sister about it and her sister wanted a model. And that was my first ever photo shoot. And then from there, I posted it on Instagram. You start getting recognition. And then I did... The name is running away, but I did a first fashion high school fashion show. You know, like there's a church fashion show that at that moment, everybody was doing it. It was organized by Renaissance College. And then from there, you get to know more about, like, Sims, Trashin, Beliza. And then again, I just Bumika explained, like, you get recognition and people start yeah. recognizing you. You get contact. And then after that, you post those things on your IG. And then people will just contact you, the photographer. And then I started getting paid job. I think I remember my first paid job was after my DSC. Mm-hmm. My last DSC exam, that was my first ever paid job. And you posted on Instagram, thank God we have IG yeah. and like Facebook at that moment. Those are the things that actually started helping me with the modeling. So it started off, you guys started off pretty young, but did you guys, do you guys want to keep it as like a hobby or would you guys like to pursue it as a career? Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I get asked 
about that a lot because <laughs> uh, a lot of people like to assume. Yeah. <laughs> I hate assumptions, but like a lot of people <laughs> like to assume about me that like you know, um, even my teachers at school they would be like, oh, you know, modeling is not really going to get you anywhere. Oh my um, god, same. Like, uh, do you really think like modeling is going to be? you know, the, the climax or the yeah. highlight of your life. <laughs> and I'm like, um, no. Like, how, how can you just assume that, like, yeah. I want to make modeling my sole career? Like, mm. no. I want to be a damn pilot. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, growing up, like, I feel like for now, modeling has just always been a hobby. But I do know that um, if someday, you know, I do get, like, a major breakthrough, then I wouldn't mind, you know, mm. pursuing it. You know, okay. I, I want to do something academic on the side mm. or I want to have a stable job because I know that modeling can be a very high low high low kind of thing unless you're very <laughs> or you're like a Bella Hadid you know yeah. <laughs> but, I so, mean no. for me personally I got that question a lot as well I mean I again modeling is my passion it's something that I'm passionate about and I do it my soul my blood mm. my everything I mean it's not I don't again modeling it's not something that can last forever mm. you know you can have the longest, might have 10 to 15 years of career, but then after that, people get bored of you because these new model faces coming every yeah. time. I mean, personally, I won't say to, it's not my hobby at all. As I said, it's just my passion. I do because I love it until when I reach a moment that I feel like I can't do it anymore. And this is the thing also, I'm a psychology student, you know, it's a thing also, I do it. You know, some people, people have a, I had to say typical way of thinking of models. Models are very dumb and, you know, we don't go to school. We do this because yeah. we are bored. And again, as she said as well, I, I'm doing a degree. I'm, I'm, a, I'm doing a bachelor of in psychology and stuff. So modeling is something that I, I, I still want to do. I want to come side hustle. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> something that I'm like, okay, this is my whole thing. Yeah. I personally want to do business. I like to be my own boss. I'm a boss mm -hmm. lady, you know. Mm -hmm. So modeling is something that I will... I do for a meanwhile, but then I know that it's a certain age that I can't do it anymore. And I, I'm building my stuff, you know, that's the moment that I'll be like, you know, I stop here and I do my business. You know? So how has your experience been uh, being like an ethnic minority in Hong Kong? Because mm -hmm. you said it was one of the challenges of being with the agents. Definitely, yeah. um, definitely, especially if yeah. you're, like I said, I'm going to reiterate it. Um, yeah. If you're Asian, if you're petite. And if you belong from an ethnic minority, I think yeah. it's very hard. Um, like I was telling you guys earlier, um, I had a incident just mm -hmm. about a couple days ago. Uh, so I'm not going to name the brand. It's a massive, but... like it's a major client. So I, I have, um, I had, I have an agent, and she basically messaged me saying, "Oh, you know, this um, client is very interested in um, booking you for this job." For their fall winter 2019 collection um so you know it's going to be e-commerce print and in stores um media usage all over singapore malaysia macau mm -hmm. and i was like oh you know wow that is such a big opportunity mm -hmm. like you know um i mean the thing is i haven't been um keeping up with modeling as much uh, for the past like maybe year so to hear that from her it was kind of like oh you know that's just going to be a really big thing for me in a while it's going to be a big breakthrough so and it's mm -hmm one of my favorite brands as well, so might as well. And so um, she obviously books it for me. I go through all the formalities and everything, and she's like, okay, set, like, the shoot's going to be in, like, a week from now time, like, two weeks. And I was prepared for it, and obviously I told my family and friends about it, and they were all really happy for me, and I was just like, oh, my God, you know, this is going to be so yeah. good. Like, And then all of a sudden, like, a day before yesterday, she messages me, and she's like, oh, um, you know, I think – 
you're you're going to be dropped like you are dropped from the the shoot and I asked them why and she tells me oh the client wants someone who's a bit more local looking and obviously I in the beginning I was keeping my cool and I was like you know um I understand but like we've already been through all the formalities of like the booking procedure and everything and obviously I've told all my friends and family so how could you do this Mm. you know it's last minute I get it if it was a smaller client but how can a client that big do that to me and she was just like yeah I'm sorry I can't do anything about it they just want really really local faces and after that I just lost it I was like you know what? That is very, very, very rude of you mm-hmm. to say that. I would understand if you if you would have sent me to a casting, mm-hmm. and only after I'd went to the casting, the directors would tell me, "Oh, you know, we mm-hmm. are looking for someone who is more local and, in a sense, Chinese, aka mm-hmm. who can speak Chinese, who looks more Chinese, who doesn't have any piercings whatsoever, and who." And the thing is, they also told me I look too edgy. All right, okay, no problem. <laughs> And I just kind of lost my, I basically just kind of backlashed everything at her. And then she made me talk to the guy who was um, working under the client as well. And he just kind of blew me off. And I basically said, you know what, Um, I wish you all the best, no problem. But I just want to let you know that being a massive client like you, you guys should not be saying that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was hurt, definitely. But then at the same time, it's like, I'm just glad I was able to relay what I felt, uh-huh. and I and I think I said the right things, even though I was mad. I kept myself composed and I told him everything. So yeah, pretty much. It's good that you said it because, like, what does that mean? We want a local look. At, you or are like, local. Yeah. <laughs> or like exactly. Or like they want someone less edgier. Like what the yeah. fuck does that even mean? You know? Yeah, exactly. So. Like, does that get annoying? Because like I feel like different clients probably have different um, like expectations of what definitely and the thing is this is not the first time that's happened to me obviously I've applied um for several agencies throughout the years and they've always told me like oh you know we're not look you're not exactly what we're looking for we are looking for more local uh people or like a tall pretty white blonde Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. never going to be that you know Mm -hmm. ethnic minority representation (laughs) in Hong Kong do you want to say something (laughs) (laughs) with your big gestures (laughs) (laughs) Yo, as an ethnic minority, you <laughs> know. <laughs> so I mean, I didn't. I I know that ethnic minority first this year as a black model. It's like I feel like so hard. Sometimes I went to an agency. I went to that agency and they told me that. Oh, the lady straight up told me, you know, we prefer these kind of models. We don't prefer black models. Straight to my face, literally. And then sometimes you hear people. They sometimes designers. So I was with my Indian friend Kieran, and they were saying that okay. One of the designers didn't want to have both of us walk on the same level because we're both dark. Like what? I'm, I'm, I'm black, black. She's not even dark. The thing is, Kieran isn't even like dark. Brown, yes, I know she's light skin. Yeah, but she's light she, skin. She was like, I don't want to have two dark models in my line. And this is the thing you face: you get rejected because of your skin color, mm-hmm. your hair. I remember once I had. It's one of these. Uh, agents it's not it's like one of the brand is pretty good as well so they wanted me to do a fashion a catwalk and then i went there i had my braids on they tell me to remove my braids first of all my braids is expensive you know and then she's telling me to remove my braids because they wanted me to wear a white blonde uh, a white wig which i refuse i'm like i'm black and this is what it was present this is my kind of beauty stand i'm not gonna wear a white uh, 
We yeah. spend hours doing that hair. Yes. yes. It takes more than 10 hours yes. to do that, you know. <laughs> and then she wanted me to wear a white wig. And then I was just like, I can't do that. You know, it's not... You face a lot of stuff, like, so that your face... I'm glad that I'm, I, I wish I could speak Cantonese, but I, for example, my Kieran, my friend, who's like, she speaks foreign Cantonese, mm-hmm. understand everything that's being back, you know, people are talking, you know. She can understand. Yeah, she yeah. can understand, but I mean, it sucks sometimes to be a black model or, yeah. let's say, ethnic minority, you yeah. know, it's very hard. You get rejected because, like, I personally think, like, I'm good. I believe she's good, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. I think we are so good in the thing, like, We've been living here in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is like our home country. Yeah. And sometimes just telling you, for example, you're not local yeah. enough and saying that you're too dark for my life, yeah. it can be very hurtful. And then also, um, one thing that's really funny as well, I think that is um, a lot of times when I've been to castings, what generally happens to me is like I go in and they immediately presume um, sometimes that I am local. Mm. Well, I am local, but then they think I'm Chinese. Yeah. So they start speaking to me. Cantonese, mm. and when I tell them I'm sorry, I can't speak Cantonese. Like um, I can understand, but I can't speak fluently. They're like, "Oh, but you look local. Yeah. Like you look Chinese." And I'm like, "It doesn't mean I'm Chinese just because I look, look Asian." You know, yeah. like there's so many different types of Asians. There's so many different types of brown people. Yeah, uh, I'm proud to be brown, by the way. <laughs> and then after I, you know, clear that out, they're just like, "Oh, why do you speak so good English?" Like, you know, uh, where are you from? I tell them I'm Nepalese. And they're like, oh, how is your English so good, though? Like, you're Nepalese. Your, your English is not meant <laughs> like, to be Like, where's Nepalese. the accent? Yeah, where's the accent? And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. Like, completely disassociate me from the thing that I'm here to do. I'm meant to be doing casting. But, like, uh-huh. you know, just pinpoint at my accent or, like, where I'm from or, like, my, my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how does that matter? <laughs> exactly. It's just totally irrelevant. That's it's the tea. us. But it's true, even in Hong Kong in general, when we walk around in the MTR and stuff, you never really see black models on anything, ever. I think recently I've started seeing Chinese curvy models on some billboards. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still... I think I, that's still... I don't think that's I mean, still. I don't know. I mean, personally, you know, I went to a job, uh, and this is a big runway show, and runway is my thing, and... Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there was... Uh, you know, I literally didn't get... In the job because they say my ass was too big. I have to put it, make it smaller. What? Yes, they say what? my ass is big and I can't make it. It is no way to make it small. And I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here trying to like, dude, I don't have an ass. I don't have an ass. Literally, and then I was so excited when they messaged me. And then I went over and they're like, okay, your ass is there a way to make it? They must make it. <laughs> And then I was like, like yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was it was it was crazy. Nice. I mean perfect models, that's nice, yeah. but <laughs> Really? That's ridiculous. I found myself skinny but they were like I was like, okay, never mind. Wait, so how do you guys feel like walking around in a place like Hong Kong where there's always like white models or light skinned people on billboards? Um like, that's that one thing I have to pinpoint. Modeling is very hard in Hong Kong if you do belong from an ethnic minority or if you're very petite. Um, mm. If you're under 5'7 or so, if I could say, if people mm. don't understand what petite means. Mm. Um, or actually maybe 5'5, five, five, under 5'5, five, five, right? I guess. Or I guess in size as well. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, for me, like according to my height, I'm not petite, but w- with the size that I am, I am very petite. Mm. So it's very hard. And um, like I said, there's always two ends of the spectrum. There's always the very, very... Chinese looking 
mm. models that you have coming from mainland China, who are very tall, by the way, mm. amazing height. <laughs> or you have, on the other hand, really tall white blondes, um, Russians, um, mm-hmm. Slovenians, you know, all those like um, Europeans, Eastern Europeans. There's never going to be the ethnic minorities, or you're never going to see black models. Mm. Like, have you ever seen, okay, if you do go out to, you know, clubbing like mm. quite a lot, um, you'll see a lot of models who work as hostess. They do PR, a lot of, like, PR jobs. Like the and, model tables. Yeah, the model mm-hmm. tables, basically. You will never see a black model. You will mm-hmm. either see really Chinese models, mm-hmm. or most of the times it's just Eastern Europeans, like mm-hmm. all white models. You'll never yeah. see a black model. It's models. super tall, skinny, white girls. Yeah, it's never. Literally that. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen a black model. No. At the tables, never. I mean, I there was a once surprising. There was this brand. It was a car brand, and surprisingly, I went over there the first time ever. I saw a black model, and they were the only main models on on that day. And then I was like, "How come I never met? I've never seen you." You know, this is the thing as well. Like, I think like in the society of Hong Kong, what we call it international city. Yeah. I don't think it should be a place where we see somebody of another color should be surprising but then funny enough it's like everywhere you go Rebecca just said everything it's just like the same kind of thing and not to lie personally I feel there's a lack of representation and I think mostly for us people here who loves Hong Kong we found ourselves part of Hong Kong why don't we have a chance to be there you know we all are capable of doing that you know, it, 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 whenever I see this, it's just that like there's a lack of representation. I pass by, I just see that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. what's new? Yeah. But you are kind of changing that with your Harmony show, so <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. talk about that? <laughs> yeah, so again, Harmony is like, it's again. a social enterprise where we are trying to spoil an ethnic minority, let me specify that. <laughs> ethnic minority talent through fashion and music, you know. A way of like, you know, I never talked to her this conversation, but then I didn't know. Because to me, she looks pretty local, mm-hmm. and I didn't know she might go to the same thing. But then it's a thing, again, we are bringing in the symbol of Hong Kong. Like, we are here, as I can say, I have I meet some friends who are Chinese, but they're not from Hong Kong. They live outside. And sometimes we talk to them, like, oh, my God, you're more local than I am. <laughs> I'm like, hell yeah, girl. <laughs> 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 you know? I mean, it's a thing that we are trying to change the society of Hong Kong because, like, I feel like they're not giving us attention. They say it's international. People from outside, they see, okay, Hong Kong is international. No, it's not. And there's a lack of diversity that where Harmony HK is trying to change, you know. We're just trying to celebrate different kind of beauty, different... It's just, like, we need... The Hong Kong need diversity. Like, make Hong Kong much more diverse. Because like, I feel so bad that a lot of people are leaving Hong Kong let's a model friends of mine because there's no such thing here in Hong Kong and then when I see that it just hurts me so much it's like Hong Kong I get it you guys are developed and stuff like that but you are missing so much here that these people can do in Hong Kong mostly the, some of them speak fluent Cantonese they're gonna represent in Hong Kong they're not doing it for let's say but they will be doing this will be for Hong Kong and it would like this uh, beauty of diversity that is here it's not only business because hong kong is not only for business but then there it's there's a lot of art that is happening here but it's not being appreciated and this yeah. is what harmony is trying um, to bring i feel like of course like hong kong is one of the biggest financial hubs in the world yeah and um you know being such a small city it's mm. literally a dot on the globe you know if you think about mm. it like geographically yeah but um I feel like it's good that, like, I know that Hong Kong has basically kind of, you know, 
immersed itself and kind of accepted the fact that we are a very international mm. um, city mm. with a lot of people from different cultures and everything but I feel like all of us still haven't been like how do I say collectively been like accepted yeah as a as a community you know yeah so um They've only accepted the fact that, okay, yeah, it's an international city. We have people from all over the country. But then we haven't, they haven't really, like... Um, appreciated. Appreciated us and tried to, like, immerse us into their culture. Yeah. And try to, you know, expand their thinkings, I, yeah. I guess, if I could say that. Mm -hmm. but. So this is your second show this year, right? Yeah, so, it's the second show. How, what was the response you got last year from uh, the Harmony uh, Show? And was it what you expected? I mean, well, there was, first of all, the most, uh, I mean, like, everybody that came to support, the place was packed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, we got very good news. I mean, response. People say it was well organized. The message was there. I mean, if you look at our video, you see we say dark skin is not a crime. And we have different kind of model. We have tall, big model shorts. Petita, she's called herself. Yes. <laughs> we have different kind of this thing that people say this is something that you don't see in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And then mostly with our poster too, if you see, you check our website, you see that it's something very different that you don't you don't see in Hong Kong. And a lot of people love it. And this mm -hmm. is why you see now we're having a lot of people supporting us. And now even being supported by Ethan is supporting us. And the first time we were supported by Volar, they were yeah. actually our sponsor. Oh my God, beyond grateful. <laughs> so, I mean, you can see that these people think like, this is something good that we're trying to bring yeah. to society of Hong Kong and all these pe big people here. You know, Volar is pretty big. It's apparently the first club in Hong Kong. And, you yeah. know, these people supported the idea at first. And then now we have Ethan. All these people are sponsoring us. I mean, it's like we get good feedback and people are hoping it to push more further. More people can know about yeah. it and... This is why we're having different kind of media as well to cover the show. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah, really we, had, we, had, we had good feedback. Yeah. So when is it this year? June 1st. At mm -hmm. Ethan Are the tickets sold out yet? No. Uh, uh, early bird tickets sold out, mm -hmm. but we still have space for the standard ticket and, you know, and... Actually, the things like everybody who get to buy the ticket for the standard, they actually, they get to have the free makeup remover Ooh. for mom. From Jen Claire and it's more like complimentary yes. uh, packages. Yes, Ooh. happening coming. So you stay up on our website and now it's like I think it's gonna be an Eaton hotel. So yes. like who doesn't wanna go? Yeah. Doesn't wanna go? So, Everyone needs yeah. to be there. It has it's like yeah. amazing and I'm just beyond grateful, you know, yeah. and I'm so happy really being yeah. amazing. Like you buy your ticket, you got you got gifts coming up with you, you know, it's like you're not only buying the ticket, anything yeah. is also we give it. We give our percentage to a charity called Learning Together. Learning Together is like a, it's a charity that help refugees to uni, teach refugee leadership program, and teach also new asylum seeking refugee how to be able to speak English because most of them don't have that. Yeah. So it's all this thing that comes together in the package. You know, we are doing something good for our cause and just trying to bring us our voice out just voice ourselves out to Hong Kong society because like we feel like we are being neglected and we yeah. matter a lot sometimes you just lack a sense of belonging where do I belong mm -hmm. do I feel here a lot of these people like ethnic minority I was not born here but I've been here for eight years but then for those who have been here live here their whole life you know they are ethnic minority but they feel like I mean they should be they are local but ethnic minority but I don't think they should feel like they don't belong here even though being here for like they the shouldn't whole life. feel like an outcast yes, yeah you know and this is the 
It's crazy. So this is what we're planning. Hopefully, Hong Kong will hear us out. You know, I wish I had a mic. I could just scream to Hong Kong. Look at us here. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, so they already do. They already yes. Do. And, and then here. this ethnic minority is so talented. You know, yeah. this life. Hong Kong has to consider part of art apart only financial. You know. So yeah. um, to wrap up, would you yeah. guys like to talk about what has been the highlight of your modeling careers so far? I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. I, I talk a lot. <laughs> um, I think like every. I, I guess I would have to say like the beginning of my career, actually, mm-hmm. obviously. But then, um, well, this doesn't really correlate to modeling. But then, obviously, was it two, two, three, three, two? Mm-hmm. Three years back, um, I got into a beauty pageant because obviously I've always wanted to be, you know, I the thing is, uh, growing up, I've always wanted to do modeling, acting, like mm-hmm. I said, but one of my biggest dreams actually was to um, win Miss Nepal someday. Mm-hmm. So when um, the opportunity to do Miss Hong Kong Nepal came like three years ago, um, I actually wasn't in good terms with my parents back then. Um, I wasn't actually living at home either. Mm-hmm. Um, I was staying with my boyfriend at that time, aunt's place, uh-huh. and it was just a really wreck. But um, eventually that came up, and then I was like, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to auditions. My family had no clue at all. I went to the auditions, um, got through, everything happened, and um, eventually I ended up winning. So Ooh, I guess nice. that kind of helped me. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. yeah, I guess I, I would say that was kind of the highlight. It kind of, you know, built me into preparing for the pageant because obviously you, you need a lot of confidence you know yeah. you need to be able to present yourself out mm. in front of all these people so I feel like modeling has definitely you know made me who I am in a sense mm. because I am very confident now I am growing up I've always been dancing as well so that kind of helped me and <laughs> the beginning of my career but you know okay. I feel like every time you do something it's always going to be you know a recurring thing for you so you're just gonna have to keep going on and mm-hmm. yeah hopefully maybe someday if there's like a big big thing then i will let you know like keep updating us okay for me i don't know i mean i have if i have to be honest i mean like establishing the harmony hk that has because like without modeling I mean, the experience that I've experienced in the modeling industry is what has made me to have the courage to establish Harmony HK, where I'm not only standing for myself, but then I'm standing for us, ethnic minority and the refugee here in Hong Kong. Because, like, I don't know, that's what I feel like it's my biggest highlight that I've, I'm, I've, I'm doing, I'm establishing, you know. I've done a lot of shows. I think I was also, like, also, I think, I don't know, doing management of whole trial fashion show was pretty good as well. That was, like... Like last year or last last year, that was pretty good. But I think I said the biggest one is like establishing harmony because of the message that you're I'm delivering. Trying. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And then having these people that I'm working with, my team, they're just amazing. Yeah. And everybody that are doing the show, this is the biggest thing. And see, getting to hear your story and getting to hear other people's story, you just see that you're not the only one going through what you're going through. There's a lot of you and just being that person to have the boldness and the courage to stand for your whole community matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And I can say this is my biggest highlight and very proud. Can't wait where it goes, you know. Very proud to be yeah. part of that. <laughs> yes. Oh, very like, proud, proud of you. Proud of you. <laughs> That's really, really amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I actually wish one day, like, you know, people ask me, when do you see Harmony HK in a few years? To me, it's like, 
I would like to see like us having like different fashion in different part of Asian country. Like yeah. let's say next wow. year we'll be in Japan, Korea. Yeah. You know, like again, us bring this diversity yeah. around Asia because when you talk about diversity, you don't really see it about around in Asia. So that's the that's the goal, you know, and yeah. that's where I hope to see myself. You know, my yeah. whole team, everybody's working with us going. Yeah, that is that's amazing. So cool. Well, congratulations to both of you on this. And good luck Thank for you. the 1st of June. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there or be circled. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for being here with us today. And I think um, I think many people could pro- probably re- relate to what you guys said today. Mm-hmm. And do you guys have anything else to add? Uh, no, like, um, no. I guess just, you know, um, it's very important to be yourself and to always stand for your own values. I think, um, you know, growing up, like, I have been told I am very blunt, direct, and very, mm-hmm. I speak my mind, and that's how I want to be, and that's how I will be, and that's how I'm going to stay. So I feel like every time you have some sort of prejudice, um, you know, coming at you, or someone's, like, throwing them at you, throwing some sort of shade at you, mm-hmm. um, not telling you to, you know, specifically throw the shade back, but, you know, be composed. Um Think through everything you want to have to say and then have a go with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I would just say, do you? And do you, boo. And then, again, like coming from the Harmony HK, I would just say, thank diversity. Yeah, thank <laughs> yeah. diversity. You know? I, that's all I have to yeah. say is no. Yeah. And spread love. You yes. know, there's nothing greater than love, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs>